Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. Hope you're having a great new year. It's the first month and we are on the track with the great event we just did with Greg Jacobson and he had Jack Canfield at the event. So we met a lot of amazing people and reconnected with a lot of cool people and come to find out someone who is also a huge fan of Smiles is our first guest. So Andrea, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely wonderful. And we caught so many additional smiles and have so many people that are totally enthralled and excited about working with the Keep Smiling movement in the future and excited about how you spoke and shared about creating a legacy for their families and in their own world. So a super motivating talk that you did, Ken. So congratulations to you, the best I'd ever heard. And uh, it was a real um, honor, in my opinion, to see you on this, share the stage with somebody like Jack Canfield. Well, we had Barry Shore there too, and it's cool that the last couple of times he's we've been in uh, San Diego or LA for events, he's been able to make the trek from LA, and uh, he got on stage this time and was able to share his story um, briefly. And a big shout out to him for acknowledging you and Delighted and the Keep Smiling movement and all the books because a lot of people now know that Delighted helps fund the Keep Smiling movement's uh, nonprofit, and the nonprofit was set up last year in hopes and with the intention of helping events that don't have really great budgets for photography but want to show the world that they're making a difference, making an impact, solving problems, and of course, inspiring smiles. So I I didn't want to forget that we are being uh, sponsored every single week by Big Events USA. Voice America, of course, an influencer channel, and uh, the Red Carpet Connection, as well as the Umbrella Syndicate. So, did I leave anyone out? Perfect Publishing? Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, Perfect Publishing publishes all the Key Smiling books, and we are, based on that last event, we may have uh, as high as... I had 40 people say they're interested, so um, we'll see how, how that pans out. But a lot of them sounded very genuine that they had a great story and they're doing big things in the world. So I look forward to seeing how many of those 40 will take the plunge and uh, or the challenge to actually cause a legacy and uh, create more movement for themselves as well as the Key Smiling movement. And our goal is 100, so I've been working on my list of 100 people that I would want to do a Key Smiling book. And guess what? Pauline's on that list, and she submitted her chapter just recently. And we are going over probably in February what people will be in her book that she wants to honor, uh, acknowledge, and of course, partner with for her story and her movement. So why don't you go ahead and give the bio for Pauline? I'd be excited to. So Dr. Pauline Crawford Alms is a gender dynamics expert, an author, a behavior expert, a business psychologist, among many other accolades. She has 30 years, over 30 years, successful business consulting, primary expertise in gender dynamics programs, seminars, and courses, and she has completed original research on a wellness map survey that develops tools and techniques and um, has, well, she has developed those tools and techniques and has conducted seminars in the UK and Europe on these wellness cultures for people in business. She's also done performance and employee engagement and helps clients like eBay and Barclays 
Studies and the Metropolitan Police and News International and HP Consulting and Naren Company. So um, since uh, 1999, she's been leading Corporate Heart, which is really all about innovative performance consulting, and she's been doing all this wonderful stuff worldwide. So we're so excited to have her talking today about her Gender Dynamics Blueprint as a conversation for work and home. So welcome to the show, Pauline. I'm so glad to have you here to inspire smiles and good wellness at work. I am absolutely delighted to be on here with you and Ken. That's so fantastic. It's just wonderful. It's magical even. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to start off with uh, when we first met because you had a smile from ear to ear and that was at the Women Economic Forum. And it just goes to show that when you're going to these really, really big events, you meet cool people that can change your life. So why don't you first start off with what that event was like for you and you can name as many people as you'd like, but just uh, if you could keep it to maybe three or four that really impacted you and you're seeing that 2019 is going to be a different year because of that. Well, thank you for that, Ken. The, the Women Economic Forum in L.A. on December the 4th, that's where we met. But just to go back, I actually went to the Women Economic Forum in Delhi in 19, uh, 2017, and that's where I met uh, Dr. Harbin Aurora, who runs the Women Economic Forum. And I was delighted to come from that was my the imperative to come to America because of the 1,500 women there in India, I met various uh, American women and I came over to California beginning of last year to work with them. And then coming to that one and meeting you and Andrea and talking about smiling, which has been a passion of mine all my life. But uh, Didi Wong is the key player there with the Women Economic Forum, and she has always got the most amazing smile, doesn't she? She does. She emanates happiness and smiling. And then when I I saw your card, Ken, and I thought, oh, my goodness me, this is fantastic. Keep smiling. It's been my mantra ever since I was a kid. And and I actually I sign off all my emails with the word smile. That's wonderful. So even to corporate clients, I say, smiles, Pauline. <laughs> So to segue to the the second event we met you at and that you were able to attend was the Author Millionaire Live event. And Jack Canfield was, of course, one of the – it was the keynote. And was that not an amazing event? That was an amazing event. And uh, all down to you guys. So, so happy to be there. I feel very, very blessed. And one of the things I noted about everybody there, everybody had a wonderful smile. There was a – if you like, there was a smiling energy in the room, uh, which emanated from Greg <laughs> Jacobson to begin with. But also, Jack Canfield has the most amazing smile, doesn't he? He does. And I, I, think, very, I think the word is... Very natural, very genuine. Yeah, and I think the word is almost love. Uh, I think Greg successfully created uh, an atmosphere of love, and the emotion oh, yes. and, and, and the expression that would come off of that would be a smile. And he didn't really speak that much about his book, but uh, that's how I first met him, was learning about his book. And the, the more I learned about his commitment to uh, thinking yourself happy and the mindset you have to be in to attract. And he, he just uh, texted that he is listening right now. So he's going to be on for the second segment, which we're really excited about. I I want to say that I've worked with a lot of people, and it's interesting, but Dee Dee and Greg are two people that when you talk to them from the time that they said that they're doing the event all the way till you know the day before the event, they were confident, they were love, they were 
peace and they were uh, an opening for great things to happen. And I think that's the difference between someone that's a pro and has the right mindset and is going to create what we've experienced and someone that goes into angst and anxiety and actually, unfortunately, sabotage is what they're trying to create. There's no intention, obviously, for them to create uh, that feeling of stress, but that's what happens when you uh, succumb to a mindset of, of stress and failure and and, um, and and chaos. So what do you think about that? Well, absolutely. And, and the thing is, um, love and fear are the only two emotions in the world. Obviously, there are lots of other emotions that emanate from those things, but I totally agree with you. What struck me about the whole event, and I've been to many events, both here and in, around the world, is that there was a, that was that absolute love energy. There was no fear in the room. And so it started right from the get-go. When Greg got on the stage, I knew it was going to be the most amazing weekend because he set the scene. And he comes from his heart. He comes from his soul. He comes from his spirit. Um, and this is where we need to be, even in a world which is fairly tortured and has lots of fears around us, when we hold that love inside us, then everything else becomes much more beautiful, much more easy, and we, we dissolve difficulties. So, absolutely. Uh, the Beatles always said years ago, love, love, love is all you need. <laughs> and we have to support well, that. Well, we have uh, roughly 14 minutes to talk about a lot of other things, but I just wanted to close out that comment about mindset that I think uh, for those people that are listening that are doing events, if you get in the mindset of service, which it was very clear that there was no pressure to buy, there was no pressure to do anything. It was just be there, get value. And if there's anything at all that you hear that could help you and give value to you and change your life positively, take action. And that's such a great way to present an opportunity. So, Absolutely. with that. And what I loved about it as well, if I might say, is that Greg had obviously thought out the whole plan and, and everything seemed to connect together. Because often mm-hmm. you go to conferences and everything seems a bit, uh, you hear something again from somebody else and you think, oh, I've just heard that. But Greg had, had thought it through. He based it on love and he based it on a whole picture of the world that we all would like to have. So I, I loved that. It was absolutely superb. And his book will be coming out about the same time as yours. So that's also exciting. He's actually creating a book right oh. out of the author millionaire. So congratulations oh, to both okay. of you. So let's talk about you. Um, let's go with a, a short story about who you are and your journey and how, uh, how you are where you are today, how you created your why. Um, I started my life in, in London, in England, UK. Um, and I think I've always been a, a happy, a happy, smiley person. Um, I was very, very fortunate to be born into a very loving family, two brothers and a sister, and always lots of holidays together and uh, lots of energy together, lots of chatter and conversation. And that's why, you know, my, my whole essence about magical conversations is born of my life. And I lived, um, I lived a, if, I don't know whether it's a normal life or not, but, you know, university, married, had kids. And then in my midlife, I, I realized that I wasn't totally happy with where I was. And I've been with my husband 30 years. My kids were grown-up children. And I decided I, I needed to forge my own path. So we did divorce amicably, and I set off to be a more business person. And that's why I set up Corporate Heart. I set up my, my energy was about people and engaging people. But this was all in the U.K., um, and into Europe and the UK. But I never dreamed that I would actually 
be in America now. Um, and it, it, it turned out to be a love adventure. So what happened was that I, in my 60s, early 60s, I went to a conference in Budapest in Europe, and I met the man who's now my husband and who's American, and hence my journey to America. But what's interesting, Ken and Andrea, is that when I was a young girl, I was a bit of a tomboy, and uh, I used to love the stories about the sailing ships that sailed to America to forge a new land and a new future. And here I am in America. How cool is that? I, I met Jim. We fell in love. We got married in a little white chapel in Las Vegas with Elvis Presley singing me down the aisle. Um, and then our, our paths changed because we had um, we couldn't stay in America. I hadn't got my spouse immigration pass. So we actually went to Malaysia for four years. Um, and now we've been married six years. I'm in America and I'm, I'm going for my green card. But what's interesting with that journey to Malaysia was that I understood the energy of the whole world. So for me, I never dreamed I would live in another country, let alone another continent or two. So I've lived a long time in the UK, now four years in Malaysia, in, in Asia Pacific, and now in the Americas. And what I feel is that the world is a much smaller place than I thought it was when I was just based in London. I'm, 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 an, I'm an adventurer. Uh, I'm a, a bit of a reluctant rebel. I was always told that when I was young, that I did this need to see the world and to, and to travel and, and understand people of different cultures because essentially we're all human beings. And if we actually base everything on love and smiling, we can actually talk to anybody. So that's why I'm in America now. I followed my heart and I followed my passion to help men and women understand each other. And that was born from my own need to understand myself and the kind of tomboy rebel that I am. Does that make sense to you guys? It certainly does. And what a beautiful opportunity you've had to travel around the world and do so many amazing things. You know, one of the oh. things that Ken usually loves to hear next is, you know, when you decided to really focus on the gender dynamics, you know, what led to that and what kind of solutions are you, you know, working with? In fact, Ken, did you want her to go anywhere specifically with that? Well, I wanted to see how that was uh, featured in your book. Is that Was that your first book that you brought to the event? Yep. The first book that I've uh, produced now is called Magical Conversations. And, and the subline is Transforming Conflict into Collaboration. And now this comes from my life. In fact, this book is about my life um, philosophy and also my study of men and women. And it looks at where I came from as that tomboy girl, the, the one who wanted to sail across the ocean into my teenage years, I, I couldn't quite work out how I was different to other women. And then I observed different men, different boys, men. Um, and then as I, as I grew up, I, I have a son and a daughter. And again, I was studying, what's the dynamic between men and women? Why, why do we work in certain ways? And in the, in the late 80s, I became an image consultant and I was studying bodies. Might sound odd, but I was studying how people present themselves. And my observations, again, turned to how I felt as a woman. And what I realized as well that I'm very much a female, but I have a masculine uh, energy to me that I like. So I'm a masculine-minded woman. And I understood that when I looked at my, my clients, that there were some more feminine-minded females. So I thought, wow, there's, there's this kind of continuum. We're all women but we have these differences. And then I looked at men, and I thought, that's interesting, because obviously men are men, and they're, they're different to women, 
we know that from a lot of studies, in, including, you know, Mars and Venus and everything. But there are different types of men and different types of women. And that's where my gender dynamics came into being in 2008. I designed a map which helped me understand who I was and who my other sisters were, my, my female uh, sisters. And I looked at men and I could see this range of men. So I created a map which helped me to understand where I was standing and how I then related to all those different people. And this is what I share with my clients and I want to share with the world because I think we've, we've currently got into some quite a degree of, of discomfort between men and women in the general picture, um, you know, with a lot of things going on, with, with women being more assertive and, and men sometimes standing back because they, they don't know quite what's going on. But my study really came from me looking at my own body and trying to work out how I was different to other people. And, and the big realization I had was that uh, we can actually uh, identify some of those characteristics from the way we stand, the way our body is structured. Uh, and that's what I talk about in a little bit in the book. I've got another book coming up behind this one, which is more detailed about all of the uh, the uh, structural side of gender dynamics. But in this first book, I put the map in and I've, I've talked about how we can connect as men and women and how we can understand our differences. Because if we get into arguments, it's usually about misunderstanding differences. Uh, so that's one of my passions is to, to create harmony between different characteristics that we have, not just men and women, but different types of women and different types of men. So I have this neat um, map, which I'll put into the book, and it just starts us helping to understand what's the core difference between men and women. And one of the examples I give is that I think men work on a kind of PC computer base. Uh, women work on a Mac. So that, that I don't know whether you agree with me as you are a man and a woman, but um, you know, men are, are more um, uh, uh, logical well, and, I, and, I, rock, based on what you- and women... Women go all over the place and then multitask and do a thousand things at once. And, and that's a Mac. Yeah. I, would have, I, I would have said that that was a, a PC. See, I, I'm a Mac guy, so am I a feminine, a feminine oh, yeah, guy? Not actually, yeah, but you are special. Um, so what, what, what happens there is that the, the core driver, but you are a creative, uh, intuitive male. So you're in my map. I would say you're more like a feminine-minded male. Mm-hmm. And Andrea, we talked about this, didn't we, Andrea? You, you're my, like me. You're more of a masculine-minded woman. But when mm-hmm. we yes, look at the core, that's me. core drive, yeah. Um, as the map goes into some detail, at the core, there's a, there are differences with men and women, where men are more singular in their attack on everything. And women are more multifaceted, uh, but well, you have the you have the attribute, get... uh, Ken, of being that creative male, uh, the the one who has that feminine energy. But you're all men. You're all well, male uh, underneath that. Yeah, I would I would say that sounds right, and I I, <laughs> I resonate with what you're saying. So I and I've been told that before, so that makes sense. And uh, being an artistic, yeah. sensitive, creative, that's going to make. Uh, it's going to make a lot of sense what you shared. I do want to give you an opportunity right now to share where people can get the book and where they can follow you since uh, you're giving all this great information. Okay. Um, well, the, my, my website is, I'm, I'm known now as Miss 
Magical Conversation. So M-I-S-S, MissMagicalConversation.com. Um, but my book is up on Amazon uh, and also in Barnes & Noble. So there is, there is both a, a printed book on offer and a Kindle. Uh, and the Kindle is a uh, very, very special price of 99 cents. Uh, oh, that's and my, my, my goal <laughs> in doing that is that I want to gift it to the world. So I've set myself and the world a challenge to sell, um, and I'm not uh, maybe as brave as Jack Canfield, but I want to sell 100,000 uh, 99-cent Kindle books uh, before May the 23rd. Well, we will do our best to spread the word, and uh, the Key Smiling book that you're going to choose the people in there will help get the word out that much more. I wanted to yeah. say, I wanted to say, Jack uh, shared a really neat tactic of giving a chapter away, and there's no need to give a chapter away if someone doesn't have 99 cents to check out the whole book. My goodness, yeah. you have been very gracious with that price. That's very cool. Well, I, I, I'd rather spread the word of magic and smiling and, and happiness, and I talk about smiling in my book as well. Uh, and my my whole attitude as a teenager to the fact that I, I never understood why adults didn't smile. I must have been around some miserable adults at the time. I was 17. But I just wrote in my diary, I don't understand why adults don't smile because it makes you look much better. <laughs> it does. It does. And it attracts so much more. And it's it's yeah, just welcoming. It, I so uh, the, um, I find it interesting that we book. meet we met for the first time just recently. We haven't known each other really much more than a couple months. And here we are. Best of Buds, uh, Smile Connected, but you birthed a book at the time that this Author Millionaire event was happening, and I just wonder, when you were listening to all that amazing content, these these experts, uh, and since I have been in the author space for six or seven years going to events like this, this was at the highest level of content. What did you get yeah. from this event that you can apply to this book and your second book and possibly even your Key Smiling book? Oh, absolutely. Um I mean, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? I, I'd love to go and redo it, but I, I'm very happy with my book, and I know that the Smile book will be great. But what I learned was that is to be more prepared um, and also to get the publicity. Uh, you know, I mean, it's great to have a, a, a beautiful diamond, but if nobody sees it, it's not worth anything. So mm -hmm. the whole idea, and that's why I suddenly had this idea of just getting the book out for 99 cents to 100 thousand people and more because I want to spread magical conversations in the world and I, I want to give my I would happily give my knowledge away to everybody so what I got from the conference is that uh, especially from from Jack as well is like it's, it's, it's just a starting point I can I can look differently at the next one and the next one and the next one and learning as you go is absolutely critical uh, not saying oh wow I've done it that's it it's actually mm -hmm. learning and sharing and and just honing your honing your your talent, I think that is wonderful. Well, I have to say that Jack Canfield has been at probably three masterminds, maybe even another event, and I've heard him. But I think he also opened up and gave so much more. And I think it was also because Greg was very generous in making sure that there was a lot of ample time for him to connect with the audience. He gave three hours to Jack, if you include the oh. lunch, for him to communicate. And I think every other time I've only heard Jack for 40 minutes, maybe maybe give or take five or 10 minutes. So he went deep in all these great con concepts. And I believe he has shared the rule of five, but I've never heard it with so many examples and so much success from his team. And 
And and so I've actually incorporated that. And it's interesting. I am already seeing a nice shift. And when you look at the math, he says, rule of five every day, pick five things that are very important things to do and do them every single day, seven days a week. And he, get, he did the math five times 365 days. That's a monstrous amount of moving the ball forward. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the other thing I loved about Ken, um, Ken was that Jack Canfield brought all the humor in. His mm. cartoons, uh, that humor was just superb. And he seemed very genuinely relaxed about being there, for, as you say, for three hours. That, that's right. quite something. He wanted to be there. He wanted to be in that space, which is a very good accolade for Greg as well, that, that he created that space to make somebody stay that amount of time when he's obviously got such a busy schedule. So I really honor the man. I think he's amazing. Yeah, and there were so many people that uh, were quite attached. Uh, Their goal was to get a a photograph with uh, Jack Canfield, and many did, but uh, the few that didn't, they, I I say this, uh, I guess, cautiously, is that if you want something, you need to make sure that you pay the price and get really fixated on hitting that because there were so many people that I saw that could have been in VIP and they weren't and they didn't get that magic shot. And if it's so important to you, I know Greg's commitment to this event was so high and it matches with his investment. There was nothing held back. We had the most support, the best lights, the best stage, the best sound, the best DJ. I mean, you can just go on and on and on. In fact, he got so much pressure at the end of the event for when's the second event. He's already working on it. So I think everyone's already excited about this. So we have only two minutes. I want to ask you a couple quick questions. It's rapid fire questions. What is a book that changed your life? Oh, a book that changed my life. Uh, Well, it's interesting. It's a book called The Teo Poo. I don't know whether you've ever heard of it. The Teo Poo is by Benjamin Hoffman. And I had got, I had fallen in love with the idea of what the Dalai Lama talked about and the Teoism, Teoism. But I needed to read a book which... Listen, these are quick questions. These are these yeah. are quick questions and quick answers. Otherwise, we won't be able to ask any more questions. So, okay. how about a how about a quote that you live by? Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, um, "The Power of Your Dreams." I can't remember the quote, but it's by it's about the power of your dreams. Believe in the power of your dreams. Okay, and you can uh, obviously send that quote to us, and we'll put that on the in- the amplified book. And we're going to be going. Well, okay. Well, we're going to go to break soon. And if you can hang in there, we may bring you back in at the end of Greg's segment for another question or two. So this is uh, Ken Roshan with Amplified and the Influencer Channel of Voice America. And this is sponsored by Big Events USA, the Red Carpet Connection, of course, the Keep Smiling Movement. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. 
The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to Amplify. This is Ken Roshan with Andrea Adams-Miller as my co-host, and we are excited to have Greg Jacobson. We just had an amazing segment with Pauline who shared how much he changed her life with that event. So I want to make sure we bring him in and have as much time as we can uh, to share his brilliance and to share his vision for the future. So, Andrea, if you'd please uh, give an intro and a bio. And actually, before you do, since I didn't get a chance to really say what you learned from the event, what what was your takeaway that really changed your life? What I really loved about how Greg Jacobson did this event is that uh, the cohesiveness that Pauline had mentioned, our first guest, um, the cohesiveness from what the flow from one person to the other, it was all about love and creating happiness and really giving people the energy and the knowledge and the implementation skills to be able to have it all, which is one of the things that Greg shares about. So if you don't mind, I'll just go ahead and segue to Greg because really honoring him is one of the things I'm most excited about because I just love being around him and his energy. Well, who, who is Greg? Tell us a little bit about him. Do you have a bio for him? <laughs> yeah, I do. So, you know, when I said that Greg is all about having it all, well, you know, this gentleman is not only the world's leading strategist for developing a successful mindset, but he's all about uh, coming into your life by, uh, you know, focusing on family and, um, you know, falling in love with his uh, wife, Rocky, who we all adore, and his wonderful kids that we met, Tanner, Dylan, and Austin. You know, when he talks about not only his family, but how you can live a life in business and in work that you can be happy as well. So, you know, he talks about different things for transformational engagement and emotional fitness strategies and how to create an outstanding client experience, which certainly everybody experienced at this event this last week. He talks about effective communication and teamwork, which one of the compliments that I heard from people in the audience were like, wow, um, the people here at Author Millionaire Live, they're so helpful. They know how things are being taken care of. Everything is working without a flaw. They had no idea what could have been working behind the scenes or not behind the scenes because it looked like perfect. He also talks about mastering a workplace culture and attracting and retaining top talent and being an influencer. And that's definitely who Greg is. He shows up like that in the world and his event showed up like that. So it really, his event was a perfect um, moniker, so to speak, of how he produces proven results. You could see it right there and everything in people's attitude and their collaboration, the customer acquisition, the referrals, the productivity, the sales. Absolutely excellent. And that's who Greg Jacobson is. Love you. Welcome, what Greg. an intro. <laughs> wow, I am, I am both humbled and honored by all three of you. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Andrea. And, and thank you, Dr. Crawford. 
Pauline, you're amazing. Uh, it was an honor to meet you. And there were so many amazing, wonderful people, not only on stage, but the audience itself was the best quality of audience I've ever seen. They were so super synergistic. They were meeting with each other. It wasn't any kind of, um, well, I do this, so you're adversarial. Everybody seemed like, like kindred spirits on the same team. I, I just, I really, I, I'm so grateful that it turned out so well, and, and thank you all for coming. Well, I want to comment on something I shared with you offline, which was I go to a lot of events that attract this type of caliber people, and what happens or what I've experienced is they're outside the room because there's actually more happening outside the room with the conversations and insight, and I did not see that this time. These people had a lot to say outside the room, but they had a lot to hear, a lot more value inside the room, so they were stuck to their seats, and it was like, I don't know, it seemed like you had every seat full the entire time, and that's no exaggeration, is it? It, it really isn't, and it really, it was mind-blowing for me, and again, so humbling, and I'm so grateful and honored, but the, the caliber of people and the synergy of all the people involved, and and uh, Dr. Crawford was right. I brought only people that could give at a high level to the audience. This wasn't about sales. This wasn't about pitching. This wasn't about putting people on my stage that wanted it stage time. This was only to honor the people in the audience. And, and the way that I put this together is, and, and as you know, I, I spoke with you about this. This is the dream team that I have hired personally and that I would want to have if, if I wasn't in the position that I was. So if I was attending an event, who would I want there to guide me through the process of, okay, either I, I'm committed to writing a book soon because I have a solution for others that I've either developed or I've gone through and learned myself that has got me through this difficult situation. And I can share this with other people who are in pain and that it was really the theme because I, I went through that as well. I believe everybody in the audience or nearly everybody in the audience was a kindred spirit on this path. They have, they have something that they want to help other people. They're leading with that. It's not about money, but we all do need to eat and pay our bills and take care of our families and how can we best take our message and our solutions to the world and not have to have a second job or do other things that we don't want to do? How can we focus on helping others, doing what we want, sharing who we are, spending the time in places where we want to be with people who we want to be with and not do the other things that are, that are really dragging us down in the world? And I live this as an example, as you know, Ken and Andre, you know this. Every day, this is who I am, and I, I work my best to be synergistic with myself because I think the big problem with people is miscommunication, and, and I think this was alluded to earlier, uh, and, and you hit the, the nail right on the head with your conversation earlier, that the world is full of miscommunication, and I believe, and I, I had this epiphany this morning, it's really a self-miscommunication first, that I think people have a tendency to be so hard on themselves and see things in, in a way that, that just isn't true. And if you see that the world is conspiring for you and that you're living in a world of abundance and we truly, really never run out of anything, then it changes the scope of who you are and the level you're able to help at because you know that it's not going to take away from you, that giving only fills your cup more. My cup is full and overflowing, and I just want to share that with the world, and that's true. That's the real deal. Well, I have to say that um, the compliments I received, 
I want to acknowledge you that you gave me the time I needed to pour, to be my heart, pour my heart, and give the entire time I was up there. So I felt complete when I got off the stage, and it was really cool when you came up on stage and asked people if they had any questions, and it turned into really a different dynamic, and I, I've just never been so moved in my life, and that was probably one of the best gifts I've ever had um, being a speaker. So I wanted to thank you for that, Greg. It's my pleasure, Ken, and it was unanimous. Many, many, many people thought you were the best best speaker, although you weren't the most seasoned speaker. You come directly from the heart. People resonated with you. They felt your message. They felt your heart, and there was no BS. I don't believe in any of the speakers, but certainly in you, it was all genuine, all from the heart. It, It wasn't a rehearsed speech to get a result. It was just to share what's working for you and how other people can grow and make their lives as amazing and spectacular as we feel ours is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to talk about your mindset in creating this event and really your fearless approach. I have to say in all the people I've come across, you would probably be number one I would put as fearless, someone that nothing stops you. I've seen you at events where you've even changed my life as a result of that fearlessness. If you recall me sharing the story of Quincy Jones, which <laughs> I was so happy I got an opportunity to, to acknowledge you on stage for a moment that I was I was kind of like bumming because it was one of the reasons I fly all the way out to California was to meet Quincy Jones and, and you made that possible. So first of all, you make all kinds of things possible, but your fearless attitude, I'd like you to uh, talk about how what, what caused that and uh, how people can actually shift so that they can accomplish what you're accomplishing. Absolutely. And, and sometimes I do feel fearless and sometimes I just feel brave. You know, there's, <laughs> if you're out there and you're feeling um, intrepidation about the things that you're doing or that you want to do, that's totally normal. If you're not fearless, that's okay. You can't wait to be fearless in order to take action. As a matter of fact, having fear is your only opportunity to be brave. So I think that is important. And I think that, um, you know, for me, I feel completely guided. I'm I'm very in tune with what's going on around. I'm very awake and very aware of what's going on in uh, in my life and around me. And I I think that's pretty rare. I think people are just trying to get through their day. But I I feel like I've been guided and I feel a little more awake um, than maybe I have been in the past and that that others around me are. Not not everyone, of course. I I think a lot of people are, are living awake. But I think that people just kind of get through the day and they don't realize that there's people next to them and they have a, a real effect on other people around them. So, you know, for me, I notice that I don't, I actually don't notice, it's brought to my attention because I, I asked for this input, that I don't smile very much. I'm one of the happiest people that I know, but it doesn't show on my face in the form of a smile. And it's because I've got so many intense thoughts running through my head and so many things that I want to accomplish and so many people that I want to share this with and help on, on a deep level. And I feel on such a deep level, and I feel other people's, um, their joy and their pain. I, I'm an intuitive empath. So I, I truly feel it at a, at a very deep level. And, and I'm not a naturally happy person. I'm not a natural smiling person, but I am very aware that I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm completely guided and that people are put in my path that need direction and I am that's one of my superpowers that I'm able to recognize that and share with them the direction in which I feel that they need to go and I can help them by guiding them through questions when they answer the questions they they go on a path and I'm happy to help them 
go down that path and answer any questions. I, I'm not here uh, as a return on investment. For me, my goal is how many people I affect in a positive way. It's not the, the amount of dollars in my bank account. Uh, and although you know, money's important, like you said, you've got to feed your family. You want to go on vacation. You want to live a, an amazing quality of life. The quality of life is not necessarily your lifestyle. The most important thing for me is not lifestyle, it's quality of life, and that's sharing and giving and being part of the solution in my life and other people's lives and not get caught up in the negative BS, but to help people spin things into the positive. Because if you're going to mind screw yourself, you might as well do it in a positive way that works for you rather than against you. Because I think people have a tendency to see things in the future as being difficult or negative and and it's put there for you as a challenge to overcome. There's not, not much you can't do in life. Uh, as long as it's not against the laws of nature, uh, you're pretty much able to do anything. If you get the right support and the right attitude and, and just move forward and see if what you're doing is working and, and move forward and, and face those challenges. And you couldn't be more proud when you're, when you're at the end of the day and you've, you've accomplished something that you thought was nearly impossible or that you were afraid to embark on. Well, I think the distinction I keep hearing over and over again is that you are committed to outcomes and you're committed to impact and value and you're not attached to it. So it allows you a lot of freedom to actually create it because at the time that I was talking to you for three months out, two months out, one month, and then two weeks, one week out, I heard the consistency of that mindset, that conversation. And from if I maybe divulge, you weren't exactly hitting the the groundbreaking numbers for a first event that I think you wanted, but yet we had a full house. And what would you uh, say you may have learned if you'd like to share that? Wow, it, it was it was a, it was kind of a tightrope. You know, I first of all I didn't need to do this event. This wasn't something that I must do. It was just something that I was I felt that I should do because I, this is I've got a second book coming out. Uh, my first book was um, just a great success. It helped so many people and I've got such great feedback and it's a small book, you know, it's, it's, it's like a hundred pages or something, but it's, it's really poignant. It helps people. And I've got a second book coming out that is a lot more in detail to really help people through specific things that they're going through. There's, there's answers in there, you know, why you're feeling frustrated, why you're feeling lonely and how you can combat those things. It's really a, a book on how to get from unhappy to well-being is where, where most of us live every day and how to raise that level and then how to get from well-being into happy and how to live in that moment. So for me, it's, it's about not getting caught in the negative of what might happen. It's the visualization that, and positive anticipation that what I've embarked on, I'm doing the righteous thing. I'm working diligently at it. I have hired great people to help me. And I'm guided to do this to help other people. And that the universe won't let me down. I know that. So even though numbers are low at certain points or we come through certain challenges or um, you know, the cost of the event is, turns out to be you know, much more than I had anticipated it would be. And it would be okay because the, the goal was to share and to grow. And again, since I'm guided, I believe that the universe or God or whomever isn't going to let me down. So I just go with that. And it, it's never let me down yet because just like at the end of every month, you know, many of us struggle every month. How are we going to pay our bills? You know, it's the 28th of the month. I've got no money. How am I going to, how am I going to pay my rent? It's impossible. But then month after month, we seem to pull it off. Everyone <laughs> listening pulls this off every month. 
How in the world do we pull this off? Every single one of us, month after month, year after year for decades, it can't be an accident. It can't be a coincidence. We have to live in abundance, even though we feel like we're living in scarcity. And when you finally make that realization that things work out for you, even if they feel negative, that later on you you realize it was the best thing that ever happened to you, this is what I live for and this is what I live by. And as soon as you embrace this as a person, that things are going to work out for you, even if it feels like they won't, and just know in your heart of hearts that it absolutely will if you're doing the right thing and thinking the right way, it will all work out for you and those around you. So I'm excited to share that. And it, it seems really easy to say that, but if you look at the at those things that, that happen in your life, these insurmountable challenges that you just couldn't possibly overcome, but you overcome them every single time, just know how ultimately powerful you are and be brave because that's really what it's about. And then from tackling these things and being brave becomes more fearless. You realize that you don't really have anything to be uh, upset about. You don't have anything to be worried about because the world works out exactly like it's supposed to for you every time, even though you may not realize it or right, right away, or even years later, you may not realize it, but one day it'll come to you and you'll see that all the things that you were afraid of happening, even if they did, were some of the best things that ever happened. You, you know, you lose someone close to you or that you have a breakup and you think, my God, this is, this is something I can't take. And then years later, you, you're with the right person and you can't even remember the spelling of that person's name from before. That, that was such a heartbreak for you that it, it just, it made you grow. It's all about growth and contribution. contribution it truly is. hope that answers your question. It did, and, and then some. And, and if we have a chance, we can talk about what you opened the event with, with uh, the point of perspective. But I, before we do that, I want to ask you, can you give the names of your books, how people can get them, and how people can connect, follow you, and learn about your next event? Absolutely. My first book is called Think Yourself Happy. It's five changes in thinking that will immediately improve your life. I wrote this book as a, a manual for life. It started out as several hundred pages. And, and I believe that I was inspired and, and gifted and guided to write this book. But when I, I turned it into my, my publisher, who is an amazing, amazing lady, in, in a nice, gentle, loving way, she told me that this is an amazing, special, important book that no one will ever read. So in order to truly have the impact that that I was looking for, because again, it's not just for me to, to get the words out of me and, and put it out there. For me, it's about sharing an impact. If I don't get the results or if I don't get this into the people's hands who really need it, I didn't do it just for myself. So she said, go back to the drawing board, take what you've got, take your hundred plus ideas of how to get from unhappy to happy and come up with five changes in thinking that will immediately improve somebody's life. So they can open to any page. You feel like they're, they're talking to them directly, and it will give them the information that they need to, to make a change in their life and a paradigm shift. So I, I didn't know I was going to do that. I sat down, I read through the book, and took notes, and it came out with exactly five changes. Again, it's that divine intervention. It, it, it came from the large manuscript into the, the small book of exactly what people need to hear to make those shifts in their life and to make it super simple, 
language that's easy for anyone to understand, whether they're in you know, fifth grade or whether they're 90 years old. There are results there for you that will absolutely uh, speak to you personally and will change your life for the positive. That I promise. Again, because I felt that this book was written through me, not by me. Uh, the second book was, uh, I've, I'd taken the, the first book and all the manuscript that I had written, and I, I rewrote that in a way that I, I feel was a more of a step-by-step for people to get out of um, being stuck, wherever that is, and to take their life to, uh, to a spectacular level, whatever that means to them. So there's a lot of questions in this book and a lot of guidance in the second book is called Happily Achieving. And that's really what, what I'm about in my message is that there is, there is a thought, I believe, and wrongfully so, that goes around that when you accomplish things at a high level, that's when you can be happy. Once you've made these major breakthroughs and you've done these incredible things in life, at the end of it, you get to be happy. But that's not how it works. As a matter of fact, being happy through the process actually helps speed the process and makes it a better process. So you'll be better at anything you do if you're doing it happily. So I call it happily achieving. And it, it seems like an esoteric thing, but it, it's actually measurable. You can measure your happiness and you can measure your sex, success. And I've put both of those in there. And there, there are five steps in each. Uh, your happiness starts with a mindset, which is um, visualization, positive anticipation, and also meaning, perspective, and gratitude. Those are the first five. Once you've got those and you understand, then you go to, to the actual doing anything. You can accomplish anything with five steps, which is prepare, plan, execute, measure, and improve. And I, I talk about those in great detail, but those are, those are the paradigms and the steps that you need to take in order to live a spectacular quality of life. And it's universal and it works for everyone without fail. Awesome. And then also share how people can connect with you and get those books. So you can connect with me either uh, through Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can also go to my website, which is happilyachieving.com. And you can get some information there. Would love for you to go on Amazon and, and check out uh, Think Yourself Happy. If it's has a major impact on your life, I would love for you to, to share that uh, so other people can be inspired to, to pick that up and read it as well. Very good. And then my uh, third part of that question was, that's where they can find out about the event as well, the next event. Have you posted anything about it? Hey, it will be. I, I'm, in the, you know, I'm in the phase right now. As you know, this was, this was a, a lot of work. If anybody's yep. ever done an event, it's a huge amount of work. Anybody doesn't do an event or hasn't done an event and thinking about it, huge amount of work and, and well worth it. Well worth it. Um, I had thought to myself, this is going to be the, my one event and one only event. I really don't want to be an event guy. I, I, I do events quite often. Other people's events, I show up, I do my thing and I leave. I don't have to worry about the food or the logistics or the, the rooms or whether people are having a good time. But And I, I really didn't try to worry about this uh, this time. I just try to be myself and to share and, and know that the universe is conspiring for everyone in the audience and they showed up for a reason. And, and as you said, it was truly a stellar, spectacular event. And, and uh, I'd like to, to take responsibility for that, but it was a huge team effort. I had, you know, a little bit to do with that. And 
I was just present the whole time. I believe that what truly set this event apart was the accessibility and the openness of all the speakers to share everything they had and all their time. It wasn't like, hey, I'm Jack Canfield. I'm too cool for you. I go up on stage. I go backstage and I'm gone. Nor was it that way with me or with Ken or anyone. We were all available all weekend. Even the people that weren't speaking that day, they didn't speak and then leave. They were there to participate. They were there to share. They were there to answer questions. And it was just, it was just truly spectacular. So the feedback that I got was nothing short of amazing from, from nearly from everyone. I didn't hear anything negative from anyone in it. I'm, I'm really shocked at that because usually there's always people who complain for whatever reason. They're just complainers. Even if it's great, they complain. But truly, yeah. I had no complaints. No one leaves the room. Every seat was full the whole time, and it was just it was amazing. So with that and from the feedback I got, I must do another event, Ken. I've been you called do. to do this one. I'm certainly going to do another one. And because I don't want to put myself in any kind of position where I'm stressed out or anything, because I don't do that, that I believe it'll probably be January of next year, the same thing. I'm not going to try cool. to squeeze five events in here because it was successful. I'd like to do one, one event. And if we can uh, get some more support and, and someone else wants to jump in, some of these other speakers to, to take up some of this slack, maybe I'll do two. Maybe I'll do one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. But right now I'm planning on doing January in San Diego. It's all going to be uh, to be determined. But it, the way I feel right now, it went so well, it will probably be at the same venue in a, in a larger room because I think that the, the word is going to get out and, and I don't think I can keep it that, as intimate as it was. But uh, I'm not going to make this a, a too giant of an event where it takes the feeling of that intimacy away. It'll just be a little bit larger. Well, uh, and I, I, I can't imagine it won't be as amazing as this event because we'll have more time to plan. We'll have more and different people there. It's, it's going to be spectacular. I recommend Anybody who is an author and has a message to share with the world, this is the group that will help you share it for sure. And not only help you share with a broader audience and get to them at a deeper level, but you can actually make some money. This is going to be something that you don't have to get another job. You can actually make money doing this, and we'll show you different ways to leverage the assets that you already have. That's the beauty of it. There's not much more you need to do. Just take what you need to what you've already done and spin it in different directions with the advice of these experts with step-by-step plans that already work. Don't try to figure well, we it out are. yourself. Just follow exactly what they did and you'll get the same results. We are unfortunately out of time, Greg. I wanted you to share the people that were on stage and that made the event, but we don't have time. So we're going to put links uh, to the speakers. And I just want to say that you have consistently through the whole program shared what Zig Ziglar says, which is if you can if you can have everything in life you want, if you are just willing to help other people get what they want. And you definitely have helped so many people get what they want. The speakers you had on stage, I wish you could have uh, shared who they were, but take a second or two and just as quickly as you can, share some of the people that are on stage so we can give a little shout-out to them. Oh, absolutely. Steve Harrison, phenomenal. Uh, Jack Canfield, of course. Uh, Dave Van Hoos. Uh, Ken Rashawn. Uh, let, let's not forget our amazing ladies. Uh, Linda Hollander, Amy Collins. Uh, we had Andy Broadway and myself. We had Patrick Concepcion, who is a ClickFunnels expert, and what a true gift uh, in my life. Uh, everybody's been so amazing. We had a, a special guest, Michael E. Gerber, a friend of mine uh, the, who wrote the E-Myth, work on your business, not in your business. What, what, a, what a joy it was to have him. 
just against so many people on, on such a high level. I'm honored to have them, and we will have a, an amazing faculty next time as well, that I promise. Cool. So you are phenomenal, and I look forward to many events with you this year as well as the one next year. And we'll be back next week. This program was brought to you by Big Events USA, the Umbrella Syndicate, the, uh, the Red Carpet Connection, and keep smiling. So thank you very much, Greg. You are certainly a, a heart of smiles and a committed person to making the world better. Thanks, Ken. I truly love you and Andrea. You're, you're amazing people. And if people don't know you, they should get to know you. That's for sure. Thanks, brother. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.